Father, we glorify you. We magnify you, God. We lift you up, God, because you are God. And above you, God, there is no other. God, we just thank you, God, for being who you are. God, we thank you for being King of Kings. We thank you for being Lord of Lords. We thank you for being the great I am. God, we thank you for being the Prince of Peace. We thank you for being the Rose of Sharon. God, we thank you for being Jehovah Rapha. God, you are healer. We thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. God, you are a banner. We thank you, God, for being the Good Shepherd, God. We thank you for being Jehovah Shema. God, you're there, God. God, we thank you on today. We thank you for being Jehovah, the self-existing God. God, there is no other God but you, God. God, we just thank you on this morning, God, because you are a good, good father, God. And we honor your goodness on today, God. There is no one like you, God. And God, as we move forward in the word today, I thank you that your people's hearts are open and they're receptive, God, to receive what you have to say unto them today, God. I bind every principality. I bind every ruler of darkness. I bind every spirit of wickedness in high places right now in the name of Jesus. God, I bind every spirit that was set in this area, God, to bring... Um, confusion. God, I come against confusion right now in the name of Jesus. And I lose the peace of God amongst your people in this place in Jesus name. God, I thank you. And I praise you, father God, that you have called me to root up and tear down the strongholds off of your people, God. And I thank you right now that I pull down every stronghold. I root it up right now in the name of Jesus. That's causing havoc in your people's life through the word of God. And I thank you, God, today for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're truly welcome in this place. If we have quenched you, we are sorry, Holy Spirit. Forgive us, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the moving of your spirit on this morning. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. In the name of Jesus on today. And God, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and the praise on today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, open up your heart to receive what the Spirit of the living God has to say unto you today. Hallelujah. We give God glory. Amen. We've been talking about the kingdom and as miracle temple. No, we have talked about this before, but God is bringing it back in the house because he want to remind us of what we have and who we are. Amen. So turn with me to the book of Colossians and let's hear what God has to say. Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. And I'm going to read out the expanded Bible. The word of God now reads. Therefore, since you were raised from the dead, raised with Christ, aim at, expire to seek after, focus on what is in heaven, the things above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about, set your minds on, fix your thoughts on 
the things in heaven above, not the things on the earth. For your old sinful self has died. And your new life is kept hidden with Christ in God. I got to read this again. Therefore, since you were raised from the dead, raised with Christ, aim at, aspire to seek after, focus on what's in heaven, the things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Think only about, set your minds on, fix your thoughts on. The things in heaven above, not the things on the earth. For your old sinful self have died and your new life is kept hidden with Christ in God. You may be seated. I want to talk about being kingdom minded. And I believe that this verse had had a lot to say to us. Amen. I just have to read it again because I want y'all to understand what you have and what you're supposed to be doing. I believe that when we get born again, we feel like we don't supposed to do nothing. But there's a change that have taken place. And you got to recognize where that change have taken place in you. First of all, that change took place in your spirit. You are a uh, three-part being. Miracle Temple know this, but God is reminding you again because we're going through some things in our lives that we're not being kingdom-minded. We're being fleshly-minded. The Bible tells us that to be fleshly-minded, to be carnally-minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I don't know about you. I want to be spiritually minded. I don't want to be carnally minded because that's going to bring death in your life. And God is not about death. He's about life. So we have to understand that we are three-part being. When you got born again, your spirit is the new you. That's the real you. Everything that you need is in your spirit. Look at your neighbor. Say, everything you need. It's in your spirit. Come on, look at them again. Say, everything you need is in your spirit. Say, that's the real you. Now that you're born again, everything you need is in your spirit. There is nothing missing. There's nothing broken. You have everything that you need. You already got it. It's in your spirit. It's in your spirit. It's in your spirit. Quit asking God for something that you already have. You already got it. It's in your spirit. The problem is the soul is not renewed. So you cannot receive what the spirit already have. Y'all, that's some, that's some joy right there. See, the problem is. We're trying to get something we already got. Y'all, my baby's already leaping. We're trying to get something we already got. When you realize what you have, you're not out trying to make something happen because you're realizing you already got what you need. So your spirit have everything that you need. But our soul is the part of us that did not get saved. That's the part of you that did not get born again. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is the real you. That's the new you. That's the part of you that was born from above. That's the part of you where God resides, where God lives, where the life of God is at. 
And your soul is still need to be renewed according to the word of God. And when you renew your mind according to the word of God, it's connecting to the spirit of God. And then your body is going to follow what you already have. If your body is acting up and cutting up, it's because it's relying on the soul and not on the spirit. Change have already come. You don't look for change. You just draw off of what's already there. That's just like you deposit money in the bank. And you put that money in the bank so when you need that money, you can go draw it out. Amen? You don't put nothing in. Hello, somebody. You don't get nothing out. So you don't go to the bank and demand $50 when you never put $50 in. Some people say, Apostle, I walk by faith. And I'm praying and I'm hoping that it's there when I get there. If the Spirit didn't send you there to get it, stay home. That's why your mind need to be renewed and quit playing these games like God told you to go do something he told you to do. Because it takes the word in order for you to move according to the spirit. You can, the spirit is not going to move without the word. So we have to know, first of all, that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. The old have passed, the new has come, but it has come in our spirit. The spirit is the real you. That's the part of you that got saved. So when Paul is talking to the Christians, he's talking to Christians. He said, if you have been risen with Christ, you got to know that you have been risen with Christ. All things are dead. That old sinful nature that was driving you, that was controlling you, that when the law told you not to do, that sinful nature in you rose up and say, do it. So you were being controlled by that sinful nature, but you're not controlled by that sinful nature no more, that old man, because you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is your controller. He's the one that leads you and guides you into all truth. He's the one that put up some stop signs and say, no, it's not yet the time back off of that. Come on, you have the Holy Spirit. It is no excuse in the body of Christ to do some things that we do because you have the spirit of truth. And the Bible said that the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. The spirit of truth is only going to testify to what the word has to say. And if you're not in the word, you're being led by your fleshly carnal self and not by the spirit of the living God. And you're going to have death in your life. We got to be kingdom minded. We got to stop pulling off of the flesh. Because the flesh is only going to bring you death. So this is why he said that if you have been risen with Christ, some of us don't even know what that means. We don't know what it means to be risen with Christ. When Christ died, when he was buried, we were buried with him. That means that we were accepting everything that he done for us. This is why I always say, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. That's my testimony. Why? Because I remind myself every day, it's not about you, Amanda. It's about the kingdom. It's what the kingdom want to do in you and through you. So you got to let go of how you feel today. It ain't about your feelings. We're going too much on how we feel, what make us feel good. God said you got to go off of the word of God because those feelings will leave you after a while. How many of y'all know that? 
At the time when people are saying how good you are, how nice you are, how good you are to other people, if you're reliant on people to tell you that and they don't tell you that no more, then you become depressed because you feel like you got to live off of what somebody say, but you're supposed to be living off what the words say. You've been accepted in the beloved. You've been chosen by God. You didn't choose yourself. God said, I chose you. You've been adopted by me. You've been forgiven. And if you've been forgiven, you want to forgive others. Because that's kingdom business. That's kingdom minded. So in order to be kingdom minded, you got to live according to the good book, as grandmama would say. According to the word of God. Because the word of God lives and it abides forever. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away. All of these things is going to pass away. But the word will endure y'all forever. I'm taking my earring off. I can't take it no more. It will endure forever. So we have to look at the word instead of looking at our situation. It ain't about the situation. It's about what the word has already done about the situation. If we keep our eyes on the situation, we're denying what the word has already done. That's why he said, set your affections on things above. He didn't say just look up in the sky. He said, set your mind. Affections mean set your mind. Fix your thoughts. How do I fix my thoughts? Fix the way that I'm thinking. I cast down every imagination, everything in my mind that's reasoning against the knowledge of God. Oh, I forgot. If you don't know what the knowledge of God is, you can't bring it down. And the enemy don't want you to know the knowledge. He wants you to continue to have a pity party. He wants you to fix your thoughts on what man said to you. He wants you to fix your thoughts on being depressed. He wants you to fix your thoughts on being oppressed. He wants you to fix your thoughts on why am I feeling this way? The point is, you got the power. You got the authority over these things. So we have to get in our position. We have to take authority. Because we are kingdom citizens. We were born from above. This world is not our home. Some people say, you talking crazy. No, I'm talking kingdom. I'm talking who I am. Because one day this world is going to pass, y'all. And you're going to go be with the Father in heaven for seven years. Until the tribulation is over. Thank God that we won't be here doing the tribulation. When things get so bad, that's when God is going to pour out his wrath. Upon the ones that rejected Jesus. The ones that heard the good news concerning the kingdom. But they say, I don't need that. Because I'm living a good life right now. Because they didn't want to accept what the kingdom was bringing them here on earth. God said he want all men to be saved. And come to the knowledge of the truth. He don't want us down here on earth when this tribulation come. Because God's wrath is going to be poured out. So he putting us in a safety, a safe place. We up there sitting around the table. But after those seven years, we coming back to a new heaven and a new earth. God wanted to be the same way he set it up in the beginning with Adam and with Eve. 
And the only way that we can live down here like heaven on earth is according to the word. Come on, y'all. I preach this all the time. You got to have the word. You cannot live without the word. And even having the word, you got to have revelation. You got to have illumination from the word. The word have to light up like a Christmas tree. When you in the word of God, you asking God, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. God, thank you that my eyes are being opened. I'm being enlightened. My heart is opening up to the things of God that I may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance? in the saints and in your exceeding greatness let me tell you something if you don't have this word even though you're born again you are lost because trouble is here now and the only way that you can deal with this trouble is through the word of God because the enemy is out to take you out with your mind the mind is the battlefield that's where the attacks come he can't mess with your spirit y'all He can't touch it. Your spirit is sealed until the day of redemption. He can't even put his hand on your spirit. You can't even be demon possessed. The demon can try to come in and mess with your thoughts to control you, but he cannot possess you because the Holy Spirit and a demon cannot share the same house. So don't let nobody tell you you're demon possessed. You let that demon control you. We have to be kingdom minded. When you kingdom minded, you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. That guards your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. But the key is, he said, you can't be anxious for nothing. But through prayer, we miss it. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer, supplication, and all of them go together. You cannot go to God and pray without giving him some thanks. Because you should know what you already have. That's why you got to be kingdom minded. When you don't know what you have, you out trying to get something you already got. Guess what God said? He said he'll give you your daily bread. God gives you your daily bread for each day. Come on, kingdom minded me. I don't have to worry about today. God has already made provision for me today. And if there's any lack, the only thing I have to do because I'm kingdom minded, I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm calling forth my provision and angels of the living God got to go out and they got to carry that word. They're carrying that need for me because they are ministering angels. Because God has already provided for me. He said, everything you need in this day. He said, I already made provision for you. He said, why are you into tomorrow? He said, tomorrow is going to take care of itself. He said, you are about kingdom. You are citizen. I take care of my citizens. I take care of my sons and my daughters. He said, you are an ambassador. You are a representative of the kingdom. And everywhere you go, you're supposed to represent the kingdom. It ain't about you. Why? Because you should know you already taken care of. If you don't have no money in your pocket and God send you out to represent the kingdom, you should already know God done taken care care of that need for you. Some people say, you talking crazy. No, I'm talking kingdom. See, people in the world look at you like you're crazy because you live in kingdom. Some people say, 
Come on, get real now. You in this world and you got to do what the world does. No, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is not of this world. And being that we are heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ, that means that everything Jesus has belonged to me. Everything that belonged to Jesus belonged to me because I'm a joint heir. That's my big brother. So everything he have, the healing he has is mine. The provision he has is mine. The love he has is mine. The joy, the peace he has is mine. The faith he has is mine. Everything that Jesus owned, I own because I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. I'm an heir of God. My, I have got my inheritance because big brother died for me to get it. So when you know what you have, we should not worry about how are we going to make it? Because if you're lining up with kingdom and the way that the kingdom is doing things, we shouldn't worry about how we're going to make it. We should give God glory and say, I already made it. Because God, I know that you have already made provision for this day. So I call forth the resources that I need for this day. So set your mind. That's the problem. Keeping your mind set. And I'm going to tell you why there's a problem with that. Go with me to Ephesians. Well, first, stay in Colossians and just go to Colossians, the first chapter. And I want y'all to hear this in verse 13. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Who hath delivered us, that means it's already done, from the power of darkness, And translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. When you got born again and you accepted Jesus, you were rescued. Did y'all know we needed to be rescued? The Bible said, who have rescued us, delivered here is rescued. That means we was in some danger. Ain't that right, evangelist? When you in some danger, you need to be rescued. Some of you that's still in the world and think that the world have everything that you need, you in some danger. You need to be rescued. You can't rescue yourself. You can't save yourself. If you out there in an ocean and you on one of them little rafts, they have to come rescue you. Because if you step off that raft in that big ocean, you're going to die. If you can't swim, you know you're just dead. Just go ahead and say, Lord, just take me on home. And if you can swim, it's sharks out there. Come on, somebody. So they sit in a bigger boat to rescue you. Look at your neighbor say, you didn't even know you needed to be rescued. You still think you all right. Christians. Because they don't know they've been rescued. Not by you. By Jesus. Who have delivered you. What did he deliver you from? This is a good thing. From the dominion, from the control of darkness. Satan had rule over you. Satan was your God. He was your father. And I'm going to say this. Some of y'all is still letting him be your father. Because you're taking advice from him. Instead of taking advice from the word of God. And you a saint. You listening to what he's telling you. And not what the word of God has already said. You've been rescued. Satan is no longer a threat to you. Quit giving him credit. Quit saying, oh, that old devil. Come on. He don't have rule over you no more. 
He don't have dominion. Oh, excuse me. Yes, he do. Because you give it to him. When we whine, when we complain, when we always say what we don't have, what I want to do for myself, you giving him that right to rule and reign over your life. When you're talking about people, when you're stabbing your brother and sister in the back instead of lifting them up, Yes, they're wrong. You know they're wrong. But we're supposed to lift the brother and sister up even in their wrongness. We're supposed to tell them what the word says. If they choose not to do what the word says, that's their business. You still don't hold nothing against them. You still love them. But you got to tell them the truth. This is kingdom business. That's how you're kingdom minded. Some people don't want to tell people nothing because they're afraid they won't talk to them no more. You're not kingdom. Kingdom is about love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why did he give that son just to say here? No. He gave the son so none of us would perish. And so all of us would have eternal life through accepting his son. And that eternal life is right now. The moment that you accept Jesus, you got eternal life. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to have eternal life. It's here right now. So we got translated. The Bible says that we got rescued. You had to be rescued first. And the reason you were rescued, it was not because of any good you done or any good you would ever do. It was because of the love of God. See, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. So the way that God loves is the way that I should love. I love past my hurt. I love past how people treat me. I love past the lies and the ridicule. Why? Because that's the love of God that's in my heart. That's kingdom minded. You got to learn about the kingdom in order to do what God will have you to do to represent him, you got to know the laws of the kingdom. You got to know God's way of doing things. You don't love somebody because they love you. Kingdom love, even if you're not loved. Oh, let me say it again. You waiting on somebody to like you before you like them. Or love you before you love them. That's not kingdom. I'm going to love you if you hate me. Because Jesus gave us this in the Sermon on the Mount. Have anybody read it? Bless those who curse you. Apostle, you think I'm going to bless somebody who's cursing me all the time? Who's meaning me? How about this? I'll just stay away from them. No, you ain't kingdom. You ain't learned kingdom yet. No, I don't want to have nothing to do with them. They're crazy. Well, you were crazy and God died for you. And you still act like you're a little off, but he still love you. You have your up and down days too. So why are you putting that one down? If you remember where you were, I was just sharing with um, Kim this morning. I said, God is just so good because God always, everybody go through something. 
And the things that people go through is what somebody is going through right now. So God used that person to bring that person through what they already been through. It ain't nothing that you're going through that somebody else haven't already been through. So that's when the kingdom step in and encourage you through what you're going through to let you know that God is still king of kings. He's still of Lord of lords and he changed not. He's alpha and omega. He's the beginning and ending of all things. He already know the outcome. So we're going to get him glory that is already done and we got favor in what's happening right now in our lives that's kingdom business so you got to know what the kingdom is doing you can't go out there and act foolishly outside of the kingdom because the world do things differently from the kingdom jesus when he came in on the scene they looked at him like he was crazy because jesus didn't do things the way the world did things When Jesus need to pay his taxes, and I don't go try this if the spirit ain't told you. Because everybody go fishing and don't even know how to fish. He told Peter, the first fish that come up, when that fish opened his mouth, he said, take the money out. Look 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 at our God, our Savior, our Lord. He didn't even leave Peter out. He said, pay mine and pay yours too. What's due to Caesar, give to Caesar. But what's due to God, give to God. How can people leave God out and give the world what they want, apostle? They're leaving God out because they don't know nothing about kingdom. They give the world everything they need. They give, uh, I was going to say all tale, but it's Verizon now, ain't it? They give Verizon what they need. They give Duke what they need. They give Four County what they need. They give Spectrum what they need. They give house people what they need. They give what? Insurance what they need. They give car payments what they They give the world what they need. But when the kingdom is in need, we don't lay nothing down. I don't have it. You ain't kingdom minded. Because God owns everything. And he said that everything that belonged to him belonged to you. So before you say you don't have it, think about what you're saying. That's why the Bible says fix your thoughts on things above and not on things of this earth. We as kingdom people, when a need come up, we don't say we don't have it. We say, you know what? God shall supply. That's his word. That's kingdom minded. God shall supply. All of our needs. And matter of fact, he's already done it because it's written. So I'm just going to pull out of my benefits what God has already done. And I'm going to call it forth. And then we can get into agreement and say, guess what? It's already met. But apostle, I, I don't have it. But God said it's already met. So if he says it's already met, it's done. Rick, it's already done, 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 done. <laughs> so that's being kingdom minded. So the first thing that you have to know, God is really want to get this in you. You have been rescued. You have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness, which represent death, which represents sin, which represents sickness. It represents disease. You have been rescued from that. So why are you holding on to a place that you're not there anymore? The Bible say you've been translated. When you translate it, you move from one place to another place, meaning that you've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So being that you're translated in that kingdom, you want to know what that kingdom is about. 
How can you be trained? I'll tell you this. You know how someone will, I use apostle. Apostle would tell me when we would talk on the phone, she said, God said, I'm moving to North Carolina. I said, okay, apostle. Because if God told her that, I believe what God told her. So she said, I don't know what area I'm going in, but I hear the spirit of the Lord. And I believe that was two years before you moved. So she kept saying what God was telling her. I said, okay, apostle, if God is telling you, he's going to show you where he wants you to go. So the day that God told her to come down this way, she said, I believe I'm a moving carry, North Carolina. I said, okay, if God told you that, then you do that. So she stood on what God said. And the thing was, she didn't look at what she had in the bank because she already knew that the bank could not cover the bill. Come on, apostle. The bank could not cover where God was taking her, but she packed up what she had. And she come on down this way because she heard from the kingdom. Kingdom say, I want to take you out of that place. He want to translate you, apostle. He want to move you from one place to another. He said, because I want to set up my kingdom and carry North Carolina. So she got on the road. They drove all night. And this is the funny part. But girl couldn't see. Patch on one eye. Kingdom business. Kids didn't even want her to drive for. But she was on a mission for the kingdom. Because she was hearing God and not looking at how she felt. Not looking at her money. See, her health. Something was going on with the health. And something was going on in the bank. But she still didn't look at the bank. Know how her body felt. She didn't go on feeling. She said, you said God. And she waited on the day to move. And the funny part is, the family thought she was crazy. And thought she was crazy because she couldn't have C. <laughs> but she moving down here. And they're going to have the audacity to drive with a patch over her eye. Thank God I wasn't on the road because I had to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. (laughs) But she come on down here. Check this out. No job. Didn't have enough money to make it. Correct, apostle. But you had a word from the kingdom. And guess what? She ended up with the job to pay the bills that needed to be paid. And she didn't step out of alignment With what God wanted her to do because she was getting instructions from the kingdom. She had to hear what the kingdom had to say. She had to be kingdom minded. And this is the thing being kingdom minded. You got to tap in with people that are kingdom minded also. So when you talk to them and you come together in agreement, we can be on one accord knowing that if God said it, I'm behind you. You do what God said. So she did what God said. Why? Because she had the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in me. Which was also in Christ Jesus. So when you think in opposite to the word, you say, ah, that ain't Christ's mind. That ain't what the, the way Christ thinks. Because the Bible says that whatever you think in is what you become. For if a man, for as a man thinketh in his heart, So is he. That's what he become. This is how the enemy gets strongholds in your mind. Why does he want strongholds in your mind? Now, I want to tell you this. I'm going back. You was rescued. You were delivered from the power of darkness. 
And you were translated, moved into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his dear son. So now you're in the kingdom of light. And if you're in the kingdom of light, you don't participate with the kingdom of darkness no more. Y'all want you to hear what I'm saying. You don't be participating with the kingdom of darkness no more. Because he done translated you out of that way of doing out of that way of living so you don't do what you used to do no more that's the world's way go with me to Ephesians and again I'm not going to shut up until the Holy Spirit tell me Ephesians 2 now listen at this verse 1 says and you say that's me and you have already done he quickened mean made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. God had to quicken you through Jesus Christ, make you alive. Listen at this. This is where you were. Wherein in times past ye walked, that mean you lived, according to the course of this world. This is how we used to live. According to the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Y'all didn't catch that, did you? This is how we used to live, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to Satan's way. Among whom also we had our conversation. Conversation is dealing with the way we conducted ourselves. In times past, in the lust of our flesh, that means the desire for what's forbidden, the craving, the longing. And we fulfill the desires of the flesh and of the mind, the flesh and the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But the rest of the chapter said, but God, with his great love and mercy, he delivered us from that. So why did I tell you that? Because if that's who I was, that's not who I'm supposed to be now. So I should not be living like the world. And if I'm living like the world, it's two reasons. It's because I choose to. Or the other reason is because my mind ain't renewed. But I can give you a nugget. When you get rescued and you know you need to be rescued because you don't want to live that life no more because you heard about the kingdom of God. So your choice was to come into the kingdom of light and come from under the dominion of darkness. So when I choose to live that new life in Christ, and even though those old habits, this is what's happening to us. If you were a fornicator then, and you fornicated, and you went from house to house, guess what? Your mind got to be renewed to stay out of that house. Because there's a stronghold in your life. Your spirit is pure. But your soul is full of perversion. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Some of y'all been saved, but you yet ain't been delivered from the spirit of perversion. How am I going to say this? I talked about this before. If you slept with Mary, you slept with Sue. If you slept with Sue, you slept with Lucy. If you slept with Lucy, you slept with Desiree. If you slept with Desiree, you slept with some Kathys, some Allisons. Look at Kathy. Everybody got a, a name, Kathy. You slept with some Amandas. You slept with some Teresas. You slept with everybody that person slept with. 
You got a taste of everybody. So now you looking for the high again. Because you've been all over the place. I know I'm preaching right. You're still looking for the high. Because you're still high on fornication. Because you got that feeling like James Brown. See that feeling come on you and you got to calm it down. The way you calm it down because you are a new creation is through the word. The word say flee fornication. And then if that ain't calming you down by getting away from it and it's still in your mind, it's because you have not planted the word of God. You haven't got a root with it yet. So the enemy keep pulling it up by putting a woman before your eyes and saying, you know you can have that. Just look at it. Then you start looking at it and you start sleeping with it in your mind. Don't have to take it home and lay in a bed. Because you already done it in your mind. But you're saved. So what's the problem? Some people say, oh, when I get saved, I'm okay. No, you're not. You're okay in your spirit. But your soul, y'all catch this. I'm going somewhere else. Going somewhere else. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, N.C., By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Can I tell you how you do it? I'm going to help you out. And be not conformed. Conform mean to the patterns of this world, to be adapted to what the world does. The world fornicates because that's what the world does. So you can't be adapted to what the world does. And it said, but you have to be transformed, changed by how the renewing, your mind need to be renewed. Some people squirming in their seat. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove, this is the only way you're going to prove, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Did y'all hear that? If you're not in your word, The word of God. You cannot prove what the good and acceptable will of God is because your flesh is overriding the spirit. There's a fight going on. You hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't touch that. But your flesh had that so many times. You feeling I'm under grace. God's already forgiven me for it. I might as well tap it one more time. Help me out, brother Manny. Amen, Manny. All right, Manny. Come on, come on. Is that truth, Manny? And then when that flesh don't want to die, pastor say, shoot it. You can put all kind of bullets in it. But this is how you got to shoot it. You got to shoot it with the word and you got to shoot it with some fasting and say, you're going to die. Because I know who I am in Christ. I don't fornicate no more. That's not who I am. That's who the enemy want me to be. I have a new life in Christ. Fornication is no longer a part of me. See, when your mind take you somewhere, when you see a woman, you need to be delivered from that area. Or when you're stirring too hard. Some people see white lightning. Because them women done slap you so hard, you thought it was thundering. 
It's the same with the women. If that's all you did in the world and you don't go into the word of God. And can I tell y'all something? This is a good nugget. It ain't going to happen overnight. If you fornicated for 20 years, if you lied for 20 years, if you committed adultery for 20 years, if these are the things that you've done for 20 years, it's not going to happen overnight because your mind got to be renewed to who you are now that you're in Christ. And the more you renew your mind, the more hotter it's going to get in your life. And it's going to feel like you can't be still. It's going to feel like you're troubled. But it's okay because the more the fires turn up, the more it's coming up and out of you and you deal with it through the power of God. You say no more. That's not what the word of God tells me. That's not who I am. And please quit telling people it's okay to do it and be saved. The devil is a lie. You were rescued from that. Quit telling people you can still stay with somebody if you're going to marry them. That's not what the words say. Quit telling people it's okay. That's not kingdom. And then don't stick them up with the justice of the peace either. Because they popped up pregnant. They don't even know what love is. They're just marrying because the church say that's what you got to do. But the Bible do say that if you. What is it? Burning? Married to burn. Then you're getting married and you're still kind of burning. Because that ain't enough for you. That's why you need counseling. Some people say the Bible counsel you. People got four, five, ten Bibles and still doing their mess. You need to go to people that can give you counsel from the word. That can help you be accountable to who you are. That when you're down and out and you feel like you can't make it, you dial those digits and say, I'm going through right now. I feel like I'm getting ready to jump back in somebody's bed. No, 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 we're going to pray. We're going to bind that spirit of perversion. But you got to own up to what's going on in your life. Kingdom minded. So if you've been translated into the kingdom of God, you got to know what that kingdom is doing. You got to know what that kingdom is about. You got to know what you have in that kingdom. And one thing that God has given you, he said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, I want you to check this out. If it ain't happening in heaven, you can bind all you want to on this earth. You got to know what's happening in heaven in order to bind on earth. Some of y'all bind this stuff and God said, I can't loose nothing. Because it ain't happening up here. God said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Meaning that when you need help here on earth, know that the kingdom is going to back you up. But you got to know the rules of the kingdom. You got to know how the kingdom operate. God don't leave us down here in lack. He don't leave us down here to be sick. He don't leave us down here to be oppressed and depressed. God said, I didn't leave you down here to be that because my son showed you that you don't have to be that way. Because the Bible said Jesus went about Doing good, he was full of the Holy Ghost, he was anointed, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So if Jesus did that, and that's our big brother, we're supposed to be doing what Jesus done. Jesus showed us how to operate here on this earth. 
And this is why he said, greater works you shall do. Why did he say greater works? He said, because you're going to have the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be more of you than it was of me. It was one of me. And look at all the work that Jesus got done with just one man apostle. We're supposed to be going out, presenting the kingdom. But you cannot present a kingdom that you know nothing about. This is why I love this verse of scripture. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, go with me to Matthew 6. I'm just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, 22, listen at this. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. What that means is if my focus is on the kingdom, if my focus is on the word of God, my life is going to be full of him. That's what I'm seeking, him. But it says that if my eye, it goes on to say, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Then it goes on to say, you cannot serve two masters. God wants your focus, your thoughts to be fixed on the things above. He wants your mind to be set on the things above because if you got your mind over here in the world and you got your mind over here in in the kingdom of God, you double-minded. The Bible said double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And that means that you're trying to bring darkness in with light. God said you cannot serve two masters. You have to choose whom you're going to serve. I'm going to say this because I'm reminded of this. And I remember granddaddy telling my grandmother this. Um, Grandmother went to hang up one of granddaddy's big overcoats. Shirley, I know y'all remember this. Daddy, were you in the house then? I don't know if y'all were in the house. But I remember granddaddy's a big man. And he had a big overcoat. So grandmama went to hang it in the closet. And grandmama fell. Those beds back in those old days... Them were some big, thick bedposts. You had to have people to help you move this stuff. So grandma fell on that bedpost. And I remember that grandma was in the bed and lips turned blue, looked like grandma was going to die. I remember granddaddy saying this. Granddaddy would go in her room and granddaddy would sing with her. He would pray with her. But this is one thing he said, and I'll never forget. He said, Louise, he said, you can't serve two masters. He said, you got to make a choice today. Either you're going to believe God going to bring you out of this or you believe the doctor going to bring you out. Either way, you cannot serve two masters. You got to make a choice. If you're going to believe God, you got to believe God and God alone. Grandmama said, I choose to believe God. Do y'all remember that answer? Y'all remember that? Grandmama come out the room walking. That's why the Bible say light and darkness don't mix. If God give you his word, it don't change. And you don't mix nothing else with God's word. You don't lie on God and say, God said this. Then the next day you add something to what God said. God changes not. You don't change your mind. The problem is your mind was never made up. That's why you have to have a relationship with God where your mind is made up, where you don't move regardless. If God said, I have already taken care of it, then you don't need nobody else to take care of it. 
Because God already done worked it out. So we don't have to figure it out. See, some people say, she's talking crazy. No, I'm talking kingdom. God didn't need help to create the heavens nor the earth. Only thing God done was speak it into existence. And there it was. He said, let there be light. And guess what? Before the light even came into existence, it was three or four days later, God knew that there was light because he's the creator. He's Elohim. So God said, when I say something to you, you're supposed to hold on to my word. How do I know that this is true? Because the word don't lie. He said, my word will not, will not. Can somebody break that down, teachers? What did that mean, Sheikah? Will not. Say what, Sheikah? He what? Won't do it. My word will not return to me void. What do void mean? Empty. Without substance. But it's going to go out. Hear what he's saying. And accomplish that which I please. He said, it's not coming back to me, evangelist, void. He said, if I told you that, you better look for it to happen. Because I'm God and not man that I should lie. Neither the son of man that I shall repent. He said, have I not said it? Shall I not do it? Have I not spoken it? Shall I not make it good? He said, because I am God. Don't you know the enemy? He hear the word of God. Go back to the king. Go back to Adam and Eve. He heard what God told them. Don't you eat from that tree of knowledge and good. Because when you eat for it, from it, you're going to die. Old Slewfoot said, are you sure that's what God said? You're not going to die. He just don't want you to be like him. Stupid. Because guess what? God said, I don't want you to know evil. The only thing I want your mind to be fixed on is everything, Sister Loretta, that's good. He said, I don't want you to even think no evil. He said, because everything I created is good. But the enemy made them feel like you don't have enough. Come on, somebody. You get the things that you need and the devil still try to get you to get more. And he still try to tell you how to get more. And we think it's a good thing. But it's not. So this is why we're struggling between good and evil. Because some things that look good ain't good. And if you don't go into the word, you ain't going to know the difference. You're going to think it's good until you get in the bind. Then you're going to ask God, where were you? He said, you took me with you. Look at this. So our eye have to be full. It has to be fixed. It has to be single. We have to focus on him. Then he had the audacity to say, you cannot serve two masters. So God already knew what was going to happen. But then he went on to say, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What shall you eat or drink? Nor for your body, what shall you put on? And then he began to tell you all of these things. And then he'd be saying, come on, y'all, look at the birds. I was watching the birds the other day, and they would come down in the yard. They'd go in anybody's yard. They wasn't worrying about being hungry. They knew that when they come in that yard, they want to have some food, Apostle. This is what we do. Come on, y'all. 
We got to think about what we're going to eat. It's getting so today that food is getting to the point that sometimes it becomes a struggle to what you want to sit down and eat. Am I the only one? Come on, nothing, nothing seems like it want to satisfy no more. What's going on? Seems like your taste change. You, you go into this place, that place, it just don't do you like it used to. I remember when grandma and them used to cook that food. Oh, man, we was like pigs going to a slaughter. It was just so good. You couldn't wait to taste that fresh ham and that rice, them okra. Y'all, y'all feeling hungry right now? See my taste buds getting stirred up as I'm talking. You just see that stuff sitting there and that steak and that gravy, them liver and onions. And you'll be like, oh, boy, can't wait to get to that now. Now you turn up your nose. Come on, you know why? Because sometimes we, we just ain't satisfied. But when you don't get it, like them people way over yonder, we, if we take a trip over there in Africa, those poor countries, we'll be back here asking for pork and beans, sausage. We forget the steak. Just throw a chicken leg there, and I don't eat the leg, but give me the leg. But if we don't renew our mind to what the word of God is saying, we're going back to feel like we need the steak again. That's because the patterns that's already set up in us, y'all. When you get used to a thing, you feel like you can't do without that thing. That's why God had to tell them, Jesus had to tell them, you got to deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. He told the rich young ruler, he said to give up everything that he had. He dropped his head. He was rich. He said, do you think I'm going to give up my way of living? I don't obey all these commandments. He said, but you're missing one. Give up everything you have. and get." Oh, he knew he had him. He left with his head down. Why? Because he said, I worked too hard for all this. And you telling me to give it up. Who was he talking to? Kingdom. The kingdom have more than this world can ever offer you. But we think that the world have more than the kingdom. So we still depending on the world to do for us what the kingdom have already done for us. We have to trust more in the kingdom, y'all, than we do the world because the world is in shutdown mode. Y'all didn't recognize that yet? People killing one another. And it ain't bothering them. Accidents happening. Storms coming. But we're kingdom. What did Jesus do in the Bible when the storm was come? Peace be still. It don't have to be here. Speak it over there where they are. So we're kingdom people. And we're supposed to live like kingdom people. And if you're talking more like the world than you are the kingdom, you're still worldly-minded. You're fleshly-minded. You don't go on what the world is doing. You go on what the kingdom is doing. Check in with the kingdom. See if the kingdom is doing that. If the kingdom ain't doing it, you don't do it. You do not take worldly advice from worldly people. They'll tell you this is okay. But when you're a kingdom, you got the mind of Christ. No, it ain't. It's okay. I watched the movie, y'all. Don't ask me what the name of it was. My husband be trying to help me. But you watched it too, Apostle. I gave you the name. This girl was saved, her and her husband. They were against abortions. They would go out there and walk and protest against abortion, say, you taking a life. They were Christians. She was trying to have a baby, could not have a baby. And she had a friend. Her friend was in darkness. She was in the kingdom. 
The friend, her husband said, you need to stay away from that friend. No, I'm helping her. That's what she said. Is that what we say? No, I'm helping her. But he told her, you need to stay away from that friend. The husband went out of town and the friend invited her to go to a party. And she said, come on, go to a party. Your husband is out of town. You need to come on and go to the party. So she agreed to go to the party. She saved. Went to the party, put on one a, a dress, a short dress that she used to wear when she was in the world. So she's going to ask her friend, the one that ain't saved, how did this look? You look okay. Look like one of them dresses you would wear when you were in the world. Mm-hmm. So she went on with the friend. Got there in the party. They were drinking. Her friend was saying, two gentlemen come over there by them and a friend telling her, go ahead and drink. She said, no, I just want water. She said, no, go ahead and get you something to drink. She said, well, just drink a little wine. You'll be okay. So they bought her the little wine, okay? Next thing you know, the girl was passed out, naked, in a bathtub, couldn't remember nothing, had gotten raped. This girl couldn't remember what happened, but she knew something had happened. So she went to her friend. Her friend felt bad, but guess what? She was representing kingdom of God. She went somewhere that she should not have went, got warnings. Husband told her, you don't need to be with this girl. Come to find out, she got pregnant. So she had to tell her husband. She went through torture for a few weeks, her mind being tortured. She even got a gun getting ready to shoot the guy that she thought that raped her. God got saved. She went back home. Finally, she told her husband. Her husband said, if you had to listen to me, this would not have happened. So he left his wife. He came back to his wife. He said, we're going to get through it. Called the police. Called the police. It was six other cases. True story. Six other cases went through the same thing. So this woman and husband tried to work it out. But the husband said, I'm getting somewhere with this. You're going to kill that baby. Remember what I said they said in the beginning? Thou shall not do what? That was their testimony. But when things got hot in their lives, they changed their confession of truth to death. How many of us have done that? Come on. We change our confession, but guess what? She at first was going to go to the clinic and do it, but she said she couldn't do it. And the friend that took her told her not to do it. She said, I did it and I regret it. Don't you do it. So then the husband told her, you're going to have to do it for us to make it. She said, I'm going to do this on my own. Went again to do it. She came back home. She told him she couldn't do it. The rage in that husband that he did not deal with because of what happened to his wife, he took and knocked her down, slapped her to the floor. He said, you're going to deal with it by yourself. She said, it could be your child. You don't know. He said, you'll deal with it by yourself. Five years later, she ended up having a little black child. They found out who raped her. And she said she loved that daughter so much. And she raised that child by herself. She kept that daughter. She did not go outside of what the word of God said. What am I saying to you? We do turn away from what the word says. But when we turn away from what the word says, God will bring us back to his word. And we continue to stand on that word regardless of how we feel. The Bible's telling us, fix your thoughts on things above. 
Set your mind on things above. Don't move off of what's happening in heaven. God want to bring it here on this earth. She stood in the midst of all of that and still had to go to trial pregnant with the rapist child. But she stood with the help of the Lord and her husband divorced her. He sent her divorce papers. So we have to stand on kingdom. And you can't stand on kingdom if you don't know about the kingdom. When we go on our he and she emotions, we're going to do what feel good to us. We can't do what feel good to us. We have to do what the word of God is saying. That's why we wait and say, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, you tell me what to do and tell me how to do it. I don't know about you, but I remember times that I would look at a nice pocketbook. That thing be calling me. I could smell the leather before I even get to the pocketbook rack. It's calling me. Mm-hmm. That right there is real leather, baby. My husband say, I said, come here, come here, come here. That's what you call real leather. Look at that price. That's real. And you can hear the spirit walk away. Walk away. Okay. Circle back around the store. You still there? Then sometimes you try to hide it. Behind stuff, hoping. And a praying nobody don't find it. When I get back there, I'm taking you home. But you hear the spirit. And he said, leave it there. You don't need that. Let that stay there. Or sometimes you order something. And you order it because it caught your eye. Then when it come in the mail, send it back. Okay. That's obedience. That's why you got to hear kingdom. And then you still go through the consequences because they charge you a restocking fee. (laughs) So you done lost part of your money. So you're still going to go through a little something, something because you, am I helping somebody? I'm only helping you because I had to help myself. I don't stand here to tell you something that I have not done, people. We can't live off of how we feel. We got to live off kingdom. We got to live off how the Holy Ghost feel. Oh, he's grieved today. I done hurt his feelings. I feel him drawing back from me because I won't listen to what he's saying. He's quenched. That fire in me is not blazing up like it used to. Where's my fire? You let it go out. Because you want to do what you want to do. So God is saying, we have to be kingdom minded. Whatever the kingdom say, that's what we do outside of how we feel. Outside of who's going to walk with us. Outside of who's going to talk with us. We're supposed to be kingdom minded. If family don't go with me, I'm still going. If kids don't go with me, I'm still going. If Miracle Temple don't go with me, I'm still going. Why? Because God gave me an assignment. I represent him, not you. See, the problem is you want people to see you. You want them to see what you've done. If nobody don't pat you on the back and say, well done. You're mad. You're getting everybody else's attention. Don't give me nothing. Don't knock on my door. Don't call me. Don't say, you got my number too. Hello? See, people confuse even about the fivefold. The fivefold teach you and you go out. 
The fivefold teach everybody what they're supposed to be doing in the body of Christ, and you take it out of this building, then make disciples of men. You don't hold on to the fivefold to get you to heaven. They're teaching you about kingdom, and you go out and be about the kingdom. We got too much tradition in the body of Christ. If the pastor don't come, they ain't going to make it. Well, you're going to die. Because even if the pastor come, they're going to speak death over you. They're going to say, just go on and die, be with Jesus. You better know who you up under. Because just like a parent, a parent teach a child. When that child get of age, that child's supposed to be doing something. Hello, somebody. That child's supposed to have a mind to work, a mind to do. And if that child's still up under you, say, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy, get out of my face. That ain't how I raised you to be. Part of our children's problem is us. Because we want to do it. Instead of raising them up to be whom God would have for them to be. Hello, somebody. We got to let them know what we stand for. It's the scripture in the Bible says, if a man don't work, he don't eat. And if you got some big kids that just laying around that don't want to work, well, they're going to look like them kids over there in uh, Africa. I love you, baby. But you got to work. You cannot lay up in here and expect welfare to take care of you all your life because that's not kingdom. That's not how you was raised. Come on, y'all. People, you know, I'm going to deliver you from your madness that you're looking at me not getting mad. Somebody got to tell you the truth. It's okay to help people, but you can't help them to stay in their mess. You don't help them to stay in their mess. You give them the word of God to bring them out of their mess to say, this is over. God got a plan. He got a purpose for your life, but you have a choice. It's what you want to do with your life. God has already made a way. Y'all, it's time for kingdom to come alive and some people can't help themselves so you got to pray for them you got to lift them up when they're down you got to encourage them even when they're in their mess to say oh no 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 you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus you can do all things through Christ with strengthening you oh yes you do have a job God is opening doors of employment for you right now you encourage them you give them hope against hope you keep encouraging them. Don't put them down and say, you're you going to be like your daddy. He, he, he just slowful. He don't do. Don't say that to them. We got to speak kingdom. We got to be kingdom minded, y'all. It's about the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you something. When the devil get a hold to your mind, it's like a roller coaster that just won't stop. Everywhere that roller coaster go, it's a bad thought there. By the time you think about casting that down, he done attached to nothing. Come on, somebody. And them thoughts build up and build up until they weigh you way down and feel like you can't give up, get up. But I'm here to tell you, God will send somebody. He'll send somebody to encourage you in the things of the Lord. He'll send somebody to tell you what the word says. He'll send somebody to say, loose them right now in the name of Jesus. Because that's just how much God loves you. Y'all, this is no game. People right now are sick because of their way of thinking. And it really ain't nothing wrong with them. 
It's just that they've been thinking wrong so long, their body's reacting from the way they've been thinking. Do you know when y'all, when you speak in tongues and you build yourself up in the most holy face, it build your immune system up? You didn't know that, did you? Some of you don't even want to open your mouth to speak in tongues, but you open your mouth and curse somebody out with that tongue. You get lazy, can't even speak five minutes in tongues, but you can go pour it out. You can tell somebody a little something. If you use that same tongue and begin to speak in your heavenly language, it'll build you up in the things of God. That's between you and God, and it'll help you to serve him more. Things that we should be doing, we're not doing it. God said, I want kingdom-minded people. I want my people to think like the kingdom. Do what the kingdom is doing so they'll know that my kingdom has come. Everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you should be bringing the kingdom. You should be bringing life. When you step in somebody's house, you should say within yourself, the kingdom has come. Whatever is needed in this house because the kingdom is here, it's coming to this house. If you see a restaurant that is not getting good people coming in there or slow, You should be saying, because I'm in this restaurant, your business is getting ready to pick up. Guess what happens? You showing them kingdom. Now they want to know about that kingdom. That's how God operates. We had a guy staying in our rental property, and he was an Italian guy. And he didn't look like the type, did he, apostle, that really wanted to know Jesus. He looked like he was right arrogant looking, right? So we had another guy that was staying in there. And when we went in there to uh, check the house, he had a Bible in there. I'm saying, oh, he got the Holy Bible up in here. Never met the guy. Then I looked, the guy was sitting up here in church, fellowshipping with us. And he was telling us that he had heard about the ministry or did he watch it or something that happened and he knew he had to come. Then the guy that was arrogant that was over him He ended up showing up in the ministry, and God ended up speaking a word over his life, telling him, you're going to have more business. God is going to send more business your way. This man said that he had to go try to find a place down here because God was sending him more business. What was God doing? Showing him kingdom. And then his wife, God ministered to his wife. They went to Israel. They was bringing us gifts back from Israel. And now they keep up with us. Hey, what y'all doing? Like we family. Come on, that's kingdom. Me and my husband didn't know them from Adams. But they saw the love of God. They saw the concern that we had. That's kingdom. This is what we supposed to do. We don't supposed to walk past nobody. We supposed to tell them about kingdom. Let God arise and let your enemies be scattered. So be kingdom-minded. Whatever the word tell you to do, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't supposed to go outside of this word. You're supposed to go in the word, let the word get into you, so you can live this kingdom life on earth, just like it is in heaven. So I pray and I speak over you right now. That you become more kingdom minded than you are becoming worldly minded. And as you become more kingdom minded, whatever arise in your life, you can speak to that mountain according to what the kingdom is doing. And that mountain shall be removed. 
and whatever is going on in your body, you can speak to your body according to what kingdom says by Jesus Christ, you were healed and healing comes because you are part of the kingdom. So God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise that the kingdom has already come. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Yes, he is. And I bind offense because I feel offense in this room. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Because let me tell you something. God give you what you need because he love you. So don't look at apostle trying to slap me in my face. No. The spirit of the Lord is speaking to you. And it's up to you to do what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. You have a choice. That's why we have to continually get before God in prayer. To say, God, what do you want to do with this? And if he hasn't spoken, you don't move. You hear him. And you hear him good. And I'm going to leave this song with you. Athea. Do you have Vicky Yoey, your breakthrough? Vicky Yoey, your breakthrough. If you don't have it, it's on the phone. Hallelujah. Mr. Bunt, can you hand me my phone? 